Jesus Christ is the Lord. He's the Lord. He's the King of Kings. He's the one that we worship. Hallelujah. And he's definitely the one that we're going to talk about today. Praise his wonderful name. Well, we are definitely in the Christmas season. And my, my uh, part today is to bring you an encouraging word. I'm going to title my message today, like I said earlier, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Now, if we were to be honest, this year has really been like no other year that I've ever seen, and I'm sure you would agree. And that means that Christmas this year may look a little bit different than past years. It certainly does for our church family. One thing is you aren't here in the building. Another thing is we're not going to be able to have our wonderful in-person Christmas program and our yummy uh, dessert fellowship that I know so many of us look forward to. I'm not here to bum you out by talking about what we aren't going to be able to do or what we aren't having this Christmas. No matter how this Christmas may look, we still need to be celebrating with all of our heart our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you. Go ahead, put up that Christmas tree if you haven't already and rock around the Christmas tree. Go ahead and bake those cookies and that fudge and all the traditional things that you normally do. Blast out that Christmas music in your house and most importantly, worship Jesus with all of your heart. This is not a cliche when we say Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. And we need to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, our Savior, our Healer. He was born and He is still very much alive. And He's doing great and wonderful things in our life. We are not going to let where we are right now define who we are. We belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We rejoice in this season. I know I for one, and I believe you watching as well, we are not going to let our circumstances steal our joy or rob us of our peace. Amen. So we want to look at some scriptures this morning concerning Jesus being our prince of peace. Pastor Mark already quoted Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, but let me give you just a, a little bit of background. We want to, before we put that up on the screen, we want to talk about verse 2 and 3. But there are at least 44 prophecies in the Old Testament that uh, are about our coming Messiah. Over 40% of them are found in the book of Isaiah. God was speaking hope to his people at this time when they were facing and experiencing severe oppression from their Assyrian aggressors. And that's why Isaiah 9 begins with an encouraging word. In verse 2 of Isaiah 9 in the New King James, it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Then verse 3 of Isaiah 9, it says, You have multiplied the nation and increased the joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. So what he was saying here is this. It's a description to these people that you are sitting right now in deep spiritual darkness. You are in bondage to the Syrian army. But he's saying there's a day coming and there's one coming and his name is going to be Jesus. And he's going to come and be the light of the world. And his coming will not only bring you peace, but it will be accompanied by great Joy. Hallelujah. Is that you today? Have you received Jesus? Glory to God. Those that He brings deliverance into their lives. Those that have been redeemed and ransomed by Him. We ought to be experiencing great joy. We ought to be singing and shouting and dancing about. I know it might not feel like you want to rejoice right now, but our joy is not dependent upon our circumstances that we are in right now. Neither is our peace. We have a reason to be thankful. We have a reason to bless the Lord with all of our hearts. Amen. Now let's continue reading in verse 6 and 7 of Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called, wherever you're at right now, say these words with me, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and yes, the Prince of Peace. And then the beginning of verse 7, it says, And of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. I'm thankful that this verse says, The government is upon his shoulders regardless of what political party may be in office in our nation you and I as believers we will always have the same Lord and his name is Jesus and we do not live and operate just according to this natural world that we are in but we belong to another kingdom our citizenship is in in heaven and that's the place that rules and regulates what's going on in our life all that is in the kingdom of heaven belongs to us pastor mark already shared there in philippians that he said he will meet our needs according to what his riches in glory by christ jesus not according to the economy not according to what's going on in our world we are citizens of this wonderful kingdom of heaven and we have rights and we have privileges glory to God one of our rights and privileges is that we can walk in health 
and healing. And we can have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus did not say we weren't going to face problems in this earth. We realize that. We're not oblivious to it. Well, as long as we are in this world, we're going to face some difficulties. But those difficulties do not have to have dominion over us because of the authority given to us in that wonderful name of Jesus. But when those marvelous opportunities come for our peace to be disturbed... We need to remember Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And He paid the supreme sacrifice that we may enjoy peace, 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 wonderful peace. Now I want to go ahead this morning and I want to read the announcement of Jesus' entrance into this world that was made to the shepherds so long ago. In Luke chapter 2, I want to read, I'll just read verse 8 through 14. You can follow along. I want to read it in my actual Bible. Don't you just like sometimes just filling your natural Bible, your Bible? I know we have the Word on devices, and that's great, but I love to handle the Word of God. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people." For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find him, the babe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now we're going to highlight these next two verses in verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. There's so much about the announcement of Jesus' birth that we look at here in this passage First of all, let me remind you, the way that Jesus was conceived, the place that he was born, and the people that the proclamation of his birth was given to, all fulfilled prophecy. God never does anything by mistake. God always has a purpose and a plan behind his actions. Now, in this passage, we see that Jesus' birth was announced to shepherds. Shepherds were a real nomadic people group. They generally were despised. They were cultural misfits. But God intentionally chose to give the announcement of the birth of His Son to them. 
The significance of this message is found in the verse that we just read in Luke 2.10. Now look at that, Luke 2.10. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you what? Read that part with me. It's there on the screen or you have your device there. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Good tidings. The Bible, the Word of God, the message of salvation is good news. It's not bad news to find out that Jesus died for you. It's not bad news to find out that He has promised to meet our needs, that He is our provider. It's not bad news to find out that the stripes upon His back were for our healing. The message of salvation still being declared around the world today is good news. So the angels got it right when they said, we bring you good tidings. And then they said, of great joy to all people. Now, shepherds, like we already pointed out, they were low on the totem pole in society. And I'm sure they had opportunities to feel like they were insignificant just by who they were and how they were treated. All of us have had those thoughts and those thoughts and those opportunities to feel like we're not important. But let me just remind you today how much Jesus loves you. He would have come and he would have died if you were the only person that need to be redeemed. Sometimes when you are feeling down and you're feeling low, just remember that. Jesus sees you. Jesus loves you. And Jesus has a glorious plan for you. There is nobody that is insignificant in God's plan. Hallelujah. He did, he showed up and announced Jesus' birth to those shepherds, I believe, just to remind us everybody is worthy and everybody can receive this precious gift of salvation. Amen? Now, another thing that we see here in Luke chapter 2 was on the birth, on the night of his birth, is verse 14. We want to highlight that one again. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. If you take that at face value, some people will say, well, you know, the angels, they must have really missed it. Because since Jesus came on this earth, there's never been a time when there's been complete peace. There's always been war here and war there. But they didn't miss it. The peace that he came to give is much more than what we in our Western minds think of when we say peace. When we say peace, a lot of people think, well, that means the absence of war, the absence of turmoil, the absence of strife. 
But that's not what this peace means here. God was literally saying, when he said, on earth peace, he was literally saying, through Jesus, I am offering a way for you where there can be peace between God and man. That's the greatest kind of peace that we can have, knowing that we are right with God, knowing that we have accepted this free gift that Jesus came to give. And again, this word peace, it carries such an in-depth meaning. It comes from the root word shalom. And shalom indicates the peace that comes from being whole. We like to say it like this. Nothing missing and nothing broken. Whole in your spirit, your mind, your body, and even in your goods, which means your finances. Within shalom is always the idea of welfare, health, and prosperity. If you were to go to Israel today, The Jewish people who speak this beautiful Hebrew language, they greet one another with shalom. And when they say that, they're saying, I trust that all is well with you. I trust you are in good health, that there's your welfare is good, and there is prosperity in your household. I like that, don't you? Nothing about you, your spirit, your physical body, your mind, or your money should be broken or out of order. Can I get an amen? That's what Jesus came to give. That's what this word means when he said on earth peace. He meant restoration of a man's relationship with God. It means I want to bring wholeness into your life. Now we know on that night so long ago, when Jesus came as a little baby into this earth, that most people in the world at that time missed who he was. They missed his birth. They failed to receive the fact that their Messiah had come into the earth. And they also missed this important fact that Jesus did not come to set up a natural earthly kingdom. They were looking for a king that would come and deliver them from Roman oppression. But that's not why Jesus came. He didn't come to rage war against Rome or any other kingdom. His very entrance into Jerusalem on that day before he had the Passover meal with his disciples and then went on to die on the cross, even sent a great message of why he came. I recently found this in a commentary. Listen to this. The symbolism of the donkey may refer to the Eastern tradition that it is an animal of peace. Unlike the horse, which is an animal of war. A king would have ridden a horse when he was bent on war and ridden a donkey to symbolize his arrival in peace. 
Jesus' entry into Jerusalem would have thus symbolized his entry as the Prince of Peace and not as a war-raging king. That's powerful, isn't it? Everything he did, he was saying, I came to give you peace. He said it and he emphasized it over and over. Even in one of his last teachings before he left earth, he wanted his disciples to get the importance of living in peace. He wanted them to understand that he was providing it, that he was the author of it. Let's look at John chapter 14 in verse 27 in the Amplified Version. There are so many different directions that you can go on the subject of peace. There's so many verses that we can look at. And I encourage you, just use your reference there. Use your concordance and look them up. It'll just bless your heart. But I believe that today the Holy Spirit has quickened into my spirit which ones we should emphasize. And this is one of them. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Now that word bequeath is not one that we use a lot in our everyday language, but it literally means to leave or to give as by a will. We have the word of God and it's also known as the Lord's will and testament, the New Testament. The will has been given to us and in our will, he left us peace, the peace of God. Think about it like this. If maybe a relative leaves you something in your will, perhaps a a car, a home, wouldn't that be great? Maybe some jewelry. You have to go and claim it. An attorney probably call you and say you need to come for the reading of the will or the reading of the living trust because they left you something. And so you go and you claim what they gave you and you're so excited. And then you get contacted maybe by another relative that says, you know, a mistake was made. That's not yours. I know that Aunt Susie really wanted me to have that special ring. And you know, without being ugly, you just need to say, I'm sorry, but it's written in the will. It belongs to me. It's the same with the peace that Jesus came to give us. There will be peace robbers. There will be those that try to steal what's been given to us in the will. Just to name a few, trouble. Jesus said that in the world, you're going to have trouble. How about worry? How about fear? How about anxiety? These things come to take what Jesus has already provided for us. And right now, this time that we are living in, There's opportunities on every side 
to have your peace robbed. If you can't watch the news or listen to talking heads on television, read social media posts without getting disturbed, fearful, angry, or worried, then let me give you a clue. Turn it off. Don't look at it. Don't read it. Don't listen to it. Don't allow ourselves to be agitated or disturbed. There's many opportunities out there. And even though Christmas may not look the same this year, some of you may still be going out shopping or perhaps you're going to be around some relatives. And sometimes the holiday season can bring the worst out of people. How about that relative that loves to push your buttons? They don't agree with you on a biblical doctrine. They don't share your same political view. And when you get together, they make it a point to bring up things that they know will cause a big argument. And they're trying to get your peace. They're trying to get you to go down a road you don't need to go down. We heard a good friend of ours years ago. He said, when that happens, just smile. And say, hmm, is that grandma's pecan pie that I smell? Hmm, smells delicious. And just completely change the subject. Refuse to enter in. We have a choice on what we say, what we think on, and the way that we act. And Jesus said, it's better to be a peacemaker even than try to set everybody straight. Those kind of folks, they're not going to listen if you've got 20 pages of proof on how their, their doctrine or their views are wrong. They're just there to stir things up. So don't enter into it. Do what Jesus said over in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Again in the Amplified, he said this about peacemakers. Blessed, enjoying, envial happiness, spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward circumstances. I love this. It says, are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they shall be called the sons of God. We can be makers and maintainers of peace. Being a peacemaker is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of spiritual strength. It's evidence and proof that we are living out of our hearts and not out of our emotions or out of our heads. Blessed are the peacemakers. This person, Jesus said, will live a happy, prosperous, joy-filled life. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds a lot better than being agitated, disturbed, and upset. So I encourage you, if you are going to be around folks that try to push your button, just choose to be a peacemaker. And it'll make you have a lot more joy in your life. 
when we refuse to walk in peace, then uh, it's not making the right choice. The Bible is clear. We're not going to look at all those scriptures, but that peace is conditional and it should be a priority. We need to pursue it, seek after it, aim to settle down in peace. Amen. Another scripture we want to look at is in first Peter chapter three, verse 11. And again, out of the amplified, I hope y'all are still tracking with me, giving you a good dose of the word today. Let him turn away from wickedness and shun it. And let him do right. Let him search for peace, harmony, undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. And seek it eagerly. I want you to highlight that word, eagerly. Do not merely Desire peaceful relations with God, with your fellow men, and with yourself, but pursue and go after them. This tells us if we want to have the peace that passeth all understanding, we have to do what is right. It says here, moral conflict. Moral conflict comes when we're doing And we're saying things that grieve our hearts. Peace will always be disturbed when we override our spirit man. I'm sure I can get a witness. We've all been there, done that. When we were about to say something that we shouldn't say, we have a little scratch on the inside. Listen to your heart and don't say it. People say, yeah, but I need to give them a piece of my mind. No, we need to keep every piece, (laughs) P-I-E-C-E, of our mind that we have. And if we want to stay in the peace, P-E-A-S-E, of God, don't be giving out your opinions and things that disrupt peace. Amen? We don't want to walk that way. And then this verse says we need to eagerly seek to be in God's peace. We need to pursue it. Pursue literally means to eagerly and earnestly desire it. People often go to drastic measures to pursue or get the right gift. Or maybe make the perfect meal. Many years ago now, before James and Esther were married, they were engaged or getting engaged. And she was going to come for our first Thanksgiving with us. And during that week, which I wouldn't recommend doing that ever again, but we also had Brother Keith Moore in for a meeting, I think like Sunday through Wednesday or something or Tuesday. And so on that Monday, I'm like, oh, man, I got to get ready for Thanksgiving. Esther's coming, my future daughter-in-law. I got to impress her with my cooking skills. And I always love to get a fresh butterball turkey. So I went to the store that I normally go to. And guess what? I saw one. It wasn't, I like to get a 20-pounder. It was like 17 pounds. And so I'm walking toward this 17-pound turkey. And a lady was walking real close to me. Our eyes met and we were headed for this same butterball 
turkey. So it's like a scene in one of those movies, you know, grab the last ham or whatever. So I decided to walk in love. I smiled at her and I let her have the turkey, thinking no sweat, I'll get it at another store. I went to two more stores. Guess what? No fresh butterball turkey. At this point, I was getting desperate. So I called a fourth store, which was a little bit of a drive. And I asked them, do you have a 20-pound fresh butterball turkey? Yes, we do. We'll lay it aside for you, but we can you know, only keep it for a period of time. At that point, I called Pastor Mark and said, look, I got to drive to such and such place. I'm pursuing a perfect turkey. There are priorities. I may be late for church tonight, but I am going to get this turkey. It was like a woman in hot pursuit of a butterball turkey will not be denied. And you know, if we can pursue something like that in the natural and seek after it with all of our heart, how much more should we be God chasers and pursue all he has for us and pursue and eagerly and earnestly desire to walk in the peace of God. If our peace is being disturbed and agitated, and if we are worried and fearful, it's a good sign we're not acting on the word of God. Colossians chapter 3.15 says this, And let the peace, the soul harmony, which comes from Christ, let it rule and act as an umpire continually in your hearts. Deciding with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state. Then it goes on and lists some other things. But what we're talking about and highlighting is peace should act as an umpire in our lives. That means it settles every single issue. An umpire, I've been to enough games, even though I don't pay much attention, but you know, I probably would now. It'd be great if we could go to a baseball game. But anyway, the umpire is the one who calls the shots. He often sees things that we don't catch in the game. He settles with finality. And it's a good idea not to argue with the umpire. Well, it would be wise for us to stop arguing and ignoring the umpire of peace on the inside of us. Let him call the shots. If that wrong thought comes, if you're listening, he's going to say, out of here. Don't let that get a stronghold in your mind. If those words of strife are going to want to come out of your mouth, that mouth, that umpire is going to go out. No, that's safe. That's safe. What does out mean? This is a sign for safe. Out. He's going to go out. It's out of here. Don't take that thought of strife. Don't speak those words. Don't do those actions that you will regret. Instead, let God's wonderful peace transcend your hearts and your minds. Peace, peace, wonderful peace is what we have. Peace that is from above. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. We're we're winding down here. Y'all still hanging with me, I know. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. 
out of the passion says this, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. God's peace that is beyond our own natural understanding will make the answers known to us. Somebody's in the midst of trying to make a major decision. One way to know what is God. Follow after peace. When you think about doing that on the inside, is there that velvet, is that restful, calm feeling? If not, the Holy Spirit, your umpire, the peace of God, is probably telling you not to do that. This peace that we have does not come from our mind, our natural reasoning. We don't have to lean to our own understanding. We have the Prince of Peace on the inside of us. There are two kinds of peace. There's the peace with God that comes when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's the peace of God that settles for us. Everything is going to be okay. In just a few moments... We're going to pray a prayer of salvation with those who need the peace of God. And then we are going to pray with those whose peace has been disturbed. And they've been worried about the future. If that describes you, I want to remind you, your Prince of Peace has got good things in store for you. Your future is bright. Jeremiah chapter 29, such a beautiful scripture Verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Again, this passage of scripture was written at a time when the people of God were in the midst of a difficult season. It was a time of crisis. Yet God moved on the prophet Jeremiah to tell them, I know the thoughts that I have for you. I have thoughts of peace. I have thoughts towards you of giving you a very bright future full of hope. Right now, folks, we are in the middle of a pandemic. But God is saying the same thing to us today. I've got thoughts of peace towards you. I got a plan for your life. I want to give you hope and a very bright future. I want to encourage you receive God's peace concerning your future today. Amen. Well, I want to invite Pastor Mark to come up and we want to just spend a few moments praying. First of all, for those who want to receive the Prince of Peace, you've never asked Jesus into your heart. What a great time. What an awesome opportunity to get born again during this Christmas season as we're celebrating his birth. Praise and God. And anything that you may want to share along what those a, lines. What a great word. Wow. I'm so Amen. encouraged by the word of God this morning. Thank you. 
You know, the peace of God has been purchased by Jesus. Amen. The chastisement of our peace yes. was Thank upon you, Him. Thank you, Lord. With the stripes that wounded Him, mm-hmm. we are healed and we are made whole. Shalom. Oh, yes. In yes. every area of our life. Amen. And as you were teaching that this morning, what a tremendous message. Uh, the word came to me, catch the thought and cast it down. Good. When those thoughts and those imaginations come to your soul, to your mind, yeah. to your will and to your emotions, mm-hmm. catch it, don't entertain it, Good. and then cast down yes. Amen. the imagination. Amen. Casting down imaginations yes. in any and every high thing that would try to exalt itself above the Word of God or yeah. above the yes. peace of God, yes. Amen. we cast it down. Amen. And we've been given wonderful weapons to do that. Yes. The name of Jesus yes. Yes. and the Word of God. Amen. And I'm thanking God the great peace yes. have they Thank you, Lord. that love the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Great yes. shalom yes. Yes. over this congregation. Mm-hmm. Great shalom over the Bay Area. Amen. May there be nothing missing. That's right. And nothing broken. Thank you, Lord. In your household. That's right. In your heart in your mind, and in your body, and even your finances. Amen. In Jesus' name. Glory. Amen. Amen. Glory so to God. So good. Would you, like, would you lead them in a prayer of salvation first? I just sense there's some people watching. That yeah. Maybe you haven't received the Prince of Peace. Sure. And then we have another prayer that we will pray over you. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Friend, if you're watching uh, today, this morning, or maybe you're even watching later, God loves you. Yes, amen. And His hand is upon you. That's right. And it's by no accident that you've tuned in. That's right. I believe this is your day. Yes, amen. For a divine appointment. Amen. A divine appointment. Yes. With the peace that comes by knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Peace with God. Yes, yes, yes. And all it takes really is just to have an open heart and just allow Invite, let him come in to your heart. If that's you, would you please pray this prayer with Brenda and I? Amen. We want to lead you to the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Go ahead and say this with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. That you came to this earth. That you came to this earth. Born in a manger. Born in a manger. Lived a sinless life. Lived a sinless life. And on Calvary's cross. And on Calvary's cross. You took my place. You took my place. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. That your great love. That your great love. And your grace. And your grace. Is extended toward me. Is extended toward me. Today. Today. And I open up my heart now. And I open up my heart now. And I believe fully. And I believe fully. That you died for my sins. That you died for my sins. And you were raised from the dead. And you were raised from the dead. For me. For me. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. I declare that. I declare that. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. And I say now. And I say now. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is my Lord. Is my Lord. And is my Savior. And is my Savior. Friend, we celebrate with you today. Yes, we do. Amen. We celebrate that you have now been transferred. That's right. Out of darkness into the kingdom of God. That's right. And if you've prayed that prayer, we have a text number that you can text us, text SAVED to 
510-800-8310. And please let us know mm -hmm. so that someone can reach out to you. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, you know, we mentioned there at the end that some of you were dealing with the fear of the future yeah. and not having hope, not having peace about what's going to be happening in the future. I heard something, I think it was yesterday, it was kind of like, wow, that's even a little bit alarming, how, how low they're anticipating the birth rate to be next year because so many people are afraid of what's going on in the world that they don't want to bring a child yeah. into the world right now. Folks, we have a bright future in Jesus. He's got plans for us mm -hmm. and they are good plans and not evil plans. Yes. I was reading this scripture just this morning in Romans fifteen thirteen, and I liked it out of the NIV and it says, May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace. And then this phrase in the NIV says, As you trust in Him. Isn't that good? Yeah. As you trust in Him. Big key. Amen. Big so key. that you may overflow with hope and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Bright mm. futures yes. belong to those that trust Him. Yes, Amen. Now, we don't want to talk about the opposite, but faith is really, really vital. It is. And Amen. very important. Yes. Have yes, faith yes, yes. in God for a bright future. That's so good. Praise Amen. Amen. You got anything else there? No, I'm just well. following the leader here. <laughs> well, let's just pray this over you. We can turn this into a prayer. And so just put your hand on your heart, wherever you're watching from right now, and receive this prayer, a blessing over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now for all the precious folks that are watching. And we pray that you would fill them with hope yes, Lord. and joy and peace. And remind them that they are not alone. You said you'd never leave us never. nor forsake us. Thank remind you, them as they put their trust oh, in you. To trust in you with all of their hearts. And oh, lean not to their own understanding. Mm. And as they acknowledge mm, you, you are directing their paths. And yes, you are causing Lord. their hearts to overflow. Mm. And you, bubble Lord. over with great hope. Hope, yes, joy, Lord. and peace yes. in the wonderful name of Glory Jesus. We God. thank you for that. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 Let's just lift our hands. Oh, we thank you, Let's Lord. Let's lift our voice. We thank you, Lord. To the Lord thank in you, one Jesus. accord. Glory you are to our God. Prince of Peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the oh, we oh, magnify we your name. We celebrate your entrance into this world. Oh, celebrate your entrance into our lives. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that along with your peace comes great presence. Great presence. May there be a saturation in the homes today yes, Lord. of your presence, Lord. Yes, Lord. We declare, let peace arise. Yes, yes, yes. And all stress be scattered. Let peace arise. And all anxiety be scattered. Let the peace of God that is on the inside, let it rise up. Let it rise. Let it rise up. Let it rise. And all anxiety yeah. and fears and worries yeah. be, scattered. be scattered. Be removed. Yes. 
be go removed. in the name, in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Yes, yes, And yes. Lord, we thank you for a great saturation, yes. a great a great infusion of your peace. And a closed door to all of those enemies, a closed door to stress and anxiety. And we open, Lord, the, the door of our hearts to a peace and a presence that sees us through, that enables us and it causes us to live a victorious life yes, in you. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. Mm. Glory to Thank God. Thank you for it. Glory hallelujah, to God. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Amen. We don't want to belabor the point, but you mentioned it early, earlier, along with peace, that wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, yes. means your physical body is yeah. healed and whole yes. as well. So I just sense that you're supposed to pray over folks that are Praise dealing with physical Certainly. challenges Certainly. as well. And then a, a, you, a restoration of joy. Yeah. Good, um, good, good. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm -hmm. So Father, right now, <clears throat> we're asking you to stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. And quicken people's yes. bodies. We ask you, whole. sir, whole. to minister health, Gosh, minister God. life, minister strength. We speak now yes. to every organ every and every organ. tissue yes, of your Jesus bodies in the, name in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we say, be healed, be, healed. be, quickened, be quickened, be restored, be, restored. Be, filled be filled with all the fullness Woo! of God. Be whole. And may the joy <laughs> of the Lord yeah. Be restored. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you may just want to get up right where you're at. Just Thank start you, walking the floors, lifting yeah, your yeah, voice, yeah. <laughs> lifting your hands, proclaiming yeah. by his stripes <laughs> I'm healed. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord and my, is my days strength. of anxiety are over with. <laughs> yeah. For Jesus is my Prince yes. of Peace. Hallelujah. Oh, let's raise our hands and thank you. Just go ahead and laugh. Lord, laugh at those lies the enemy's been bringing, saying he's going to take you out. He's going to kill uh -huh. you. Laugh at those lies <laughs> that say right. you're never going to be the same financially. Yeah. You're never going to get out of debt. Uh -huh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> laugh at that lie, that anxiety that's trying to attack you that's concerning right. your children, mm -hmm. your grown children that are not serving the Lord. There's somebody just that's just full yeah. of anxiety about that. Your peace has been robbed over it. Go ahead and start laughing. Ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha. And declare this. Hallelujah. Yeah. Me and my household. Me and my household shall blow the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord yes, with joy yes, and yes, gladness yes. together. Ha, 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 ha. In the name of <laughs> Glory Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> well, there's not many folks here in the auditorium. We got a few. Thank you all for staying. Our worship team, some of our staff. Thank God there's a few folks here. But you know, most importantly, Jesus is in this place and he's ministering to you right where you are at. Amen. So receive it today. Amen. Praise God. <laughs>